Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Bronco Nation riding high after a victory in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit on Monday. Kind of a matinee performance started at 11 a.m. I was going at 6 a.m. I was broadcasting live on all of our stations here at Midwest Communications across Southwest Michigan, which would be WNWN Win 98.5, WKZO uh, 590 AM and 106.9 FM, along with uh, WZOX. My station hits 96.5. We were on the touch. I'm trying to think of what else. I think that may have been it. But, uh, yeah, Bronco Nation takeover. It was absolutely amazing. I got to speak with players and Coach Lester beforehand. I got to go to the alumni tailgate. Talk about rolling out the red carpet for the Bronco fans. I mean, it was pretty amazing to see. And just the, the amount of Broncos that traveled over. To Detroit, I talked to plenty of alumni from that area, or at least living in that area now. Uh, Strong showing for the Broncos, and what a game and showing they put on for the fans winning uh, over Nevada, 52-24. to Uh, We've got a podcast with Robin Hook's best calls. Um, We've got another podcast with those player and uh, coach interviews. But without further ado, let's jump right into the uh, post-game press conference. I was there for both with uh, four players. We had Jackson Kincaid. We had uh, Mr. Young, the MVP up there. Ralph Holly and Ali Fayad, the uh, senior leaders on that defense, both played really well. And then we also have Coach Lester after that. I'm going to give you a warning. The audio of the questions not the best. Um, I don't know what happened there. This is all via the Bronco Media Network. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Ah, give me a huddle. Yeah. The kickoff return. We had a plan for their kickoff team and stuff like that, and I just had to set up the kick return. And once I seen my guy Fitz number fifty five make the good block, the block I needed, I took it all the way to the house. It was under green grass. I knew I was gonna score from there. It's one that set the tone for the game. When we get to talk about Yeah, so off their kickoff coverage, they do a lot of uh, slanting and stuff like inside towards where they kick it to. So we knew we were going to have leverage if I set up the kick to go vertical and then bounce it outside because we'll suck them inside and then get the outside and it was going to be wide open. Was it, was, it, was it as wide open as you would, as you would imagine? Actually, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I was actually quite surprised once I broke through. I'm like, oh, there's nobody left. So I was like, okay, <laughs> nice little jog to the end zone. It was uh, it felt surreal, man. Um, and going in uh, on Thursday, we uh, went to a museum and just seeing all their faces for the first time, man, my heart was pumping. You know, I was I was nervous and already ready to play then. And uh, but today I calmed down, and I mean it was a it was a great feeling to leave with some of the guys that I came in with in 2016, and uh, you know see a lot of familiar faces, man. It was it was great to go out this way. 
and to have two guys over 100 yards, uh, I think you guys had like four or five guys that average over five yards per carry. Um, what did you guys see from the whole running back room tonight? Well, it starts up front, and our O-line was getting a lot of good push. It was getting a lot of vertical push, and they was moving guys around. We was finding holes and taking them. You know, we uh, we had a chip on our shoulder this game, and uh, we had a guy go down, uh, Ladarius Jefferson. He had COVID, and uh, we just made sure that there was no fall off. Ralph, did that much pressure on, the, on their quarterback all game long and kind of throw them out of sorts just from the get-go? How are you guys able to stack play after play and kind of keep that pressure up? Uh, you know, the uh, one of our biggest things we stressed uh, with this new quarterback is uh, bringing pressure, making him uncomfortable in the pocket. So a lot of the things that we ran up front were just based off of, you know, how can we get to the quarterback in the fastest manner? So, you know, without without the edge pressure that was coming up, you know, the middle pressure would be nothing. So, you know, we it was a... a you know, just the team effort across the line, across the D line. So that was just one thing that we really emphasized about uh, throwing his game off and not letting him get a rhythm. Ali, uh, I just want to talk about the, uh, you know, you guys had a bit of a roller coaster season to get out to that big start. You didn't get your ultimate goal, which was playing here in the MAC championship game. With all that in mind and, and the school having won just one full game prior, how great was this? <coughs> this is huge. Um, it's a championship, so like we feel great that we won it. We knew we had to come out here and compete. Uh, things didn't go our way this season. Uh, there's always next season for the guys after us, and but we're leaving as champions, and it feels great. Mm -hmm. uh, Ralph and Ali, uh, you guys had a kind of a tough task uh, due to Nate Cox in the pocket today. Can you tell me what your strategy was on, you know, trying to put it in, uh, on the ground? Um, we knew he, we knew he had legs on like the other quarterback, but we also knew he was newer as a quarterback and. Uh, Quarterbacks that just get in kind of got happy feet. So uh, we knew that if we got pressure to him in the beginning, uh, we'd get to him by the end of the game. We knew he wouldn't last, uh, and that's what we did. And, yeah, to piggyback off of what he said, you know, just bringing – like making him uncomfortable in the pocket, you know, just not letting him, you know, get out outside the edges and everything like that. And, you know, making him – forcing him to throw passes that he doesn't want to throw. So that was the main thing. How were you guys able to shut down the run game? Uh, I felt like we won the battle up front, and uh, once we won that pushing battle up front, you know, it was it was hard for that running back. Uh, credit to the running back, though he was a good running back. He was running hard, yeah. but uh, I think we won that battle up front, and that made the difference in the game. Yeah, we emphasize on the D line being the hammer and not the nail. So you know, uh, you know, credit to their uh, O line and their uh, running back. But you know, one thing we wanted to do is just get penetration and disrupt the backfield as much as we could. So that's one thing that we was trying to emphasize this game. Ralph, what do you think this, this full win means to Coach Lester? Man, I, I think this means a, a lot to uh, Coach Lester. You know, um, you know, just with the history of uh, since, I, since I've been recruited by him in uh, 2017, you know, we've always had that goal of getting the forward field. But, you know, we just got here in a different manner now, and I feel like this will definitely propel uh, the, the uh, younger guys for next year, you know, to start off with some rhythm and start off, you know, with a goal in mind of where they want to be the same place next year. So, you know, I think this means a lot to Lester, but this means a lot to the coaching staff, too, and this means a lot to us, so. Sean, speaking of being propelled, you got up on that stage and said that your team will be back here next year playing in the MAC championship. What gives you that confidence, and, and how do you think your team responds to this? you saying that? 
Honestly, I think our team has been a championship team all season. We just had our ups and downs, and, you know, that's just how life is, you know what I'm saying? Not everything is just how, that's just how life goes and stuff like that. And I just I just see the talent that we have. Even though we are losing some people, I see the talent that other people don't see, all the talent in the young guys, and we're just going to reload what we just lost. And I feel very confident and very strongly about our young guys that's coming up. Well, I'll start out, I'll start out with a statement. Um, you know, I'm proud of these guys. They... They really did a great job from start to finish uh, with this whole bowl game going away. They went home for five days, came back. We ran them hard on Monday, had two really hard practices on Tuesday and Wednesday. They came here, they were on time. Shoot, we were early for the first time in a long time. And, uh, you know, and then we, we had a couple situations with the hooting and hollering between the teams, and they kept their cool and uh, played with a neutral mindset and played the game the right way. They, they dominated the line of scrimmage. They got off the quarterback. We held on to the ball. Um, everything we talked about, you know, they played from start to finish, and uh, and I'm proud of them. It's a big step for us, and we got now. We still got a long way to go, and we got to work on it. And we will, but uh, I'm proud of these guys. They're champions of this bowl game, and and now we're going to grow from there. How does that kickoff return off? How does that helps, right? Uh, I thought I thought we did a pretty good job that first drive. They had a little bit of momentum. I thought we had a three and out. It's close, uh, and then they got a little momentum. We held them to a field goal, which is huge. And, uh, I mean, man, he didn't get touched. You know, great job blocking. You know, we really focused on, uh, you know, making sure we had that one return. That was the one we thought we could get. We tried the counter back to the boundary. It didn't work. But uh, we knew if we got one, we felt good about it. And I uh, forget who had the big block. It might have been uh, Fisk. It was a big one to get him through there clean without breaking stride. And, man, he's fast, you know. And uh, made a, it was a big momentum swing. You know, I thought the offense and the defense worked together. I thought we did a good job being efficient on offense, running the ball. We wanted to run the ball. They um, they decided that they were going to double sky. They were going to keep safeties back and, and let us run the ball. And and that's what we did, you know. To lose Darius on Saturday. And Uh, I mean, those we have three seniors up there, you know, and then and then Borskid tight end, and and uh, I just thought that whole unit up front did a great job of moving, you know, and, and Coach Harbo did a good job of switching up the inside zone, outside zone counter. We had a couple of different counters we threw at them, and um, and I thought we ran hard. I mean, that that team has is number one in the country in takeaways, and a lot of them are fumbles because they they hit and they they put their helmet right on the ball. And I thought even Caleb scrambled a couple of times. We did a great job taking care of that thing. And but those guys up front, we we live and die with them, you know. And they've they've been such an integral part of, of our running game, you know. And um, we felt like, especially after the Northern game, that they were going to give Sky some attention and give us some some fair boxes, six on six, seven on seven, and uh, we were going to have a chance to uh, to move the ball on the ground as long as we took care of it, you know. And and we did. And, but yeah, losing the Darius, I mean, he's our big back, you know, physical. Luckily, we have three of them. That's why we have three of them. Um, you know, we lost three, three starters on defense, you know, this week as as the week went on. You know, two two today, this morning we lost two. So uh, those guys stepped in, played great, did the job, you know. And I thought Harrison Taylor played great. Uh, Delano Ware played great. Ryan Kilberg played great, you know. And uh, those guys stepped in and made plays. And the guys up front got after that guy, and that was that was our goal. And I was proud of him. The significance of uh, your second 
Yeah, I'd say doing it in Detroit is probably is really special. I mean, to have fans here, to have so many alumni here. I mean, it's such such a great day to have a bowl game. You know, you have Christmas, and then you have the day after, which everyone's kind of coming down. And then there's the next day. What do you do? Go to a bowl game, right? Watch your team play. And so there are tons of people from Kalamazoo that made the trip. And uh, really, I, I was more concerned about it last night because there's so many people in the hotel. I just don't get in your room. Stay away from all these people. <laughs> all these people came from the outside, and we're trying to stay safe, you know? And uh, But it was awesome to see the, the hotel just alive last night, you know, with people that came in and support us, the band, the cheerleaders, everybody. And uh, and so to, to play the way we did in front of them with their support, I mean, it, was, it, it all came together, you know. And, uh, you know, this is it's a big deal. I always told them, I just told them again, you know, it's it's all about your side mirrors. You know, the, the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. You know, the future is now. Like, this bowl game matters. And, uh, and it'll help us into the offseason. Last time we were able to finish a season like this uh, was 2015. You know, 2016 turned out to be pretty good. So uh, we're going to continue to work. we got a long way to go. But, uh, you know, I hope those guys have a lot of confidence and a lot of hunger going into the offseason. Coach, you and I talked at practice on Wednesday, um, kind of preparing for the unknown, Carson Strong, yeah. going to get into the draft. Uh, you know, Coach was gone, Colorado State. Was there any more adjustments you made after seeing him after a series or two? We did. There, there was a lot. There was a very high-level meeting going on during all of pregame with our defensive staff, as far as uh, losing two defensive starters this morning. You know, and and how much man do we want to play? Because we would normally have played more man. And I know there's one blitz that we literally drew up in the dirt that hit home one time, which was huge on a third down. And uh, we just kind of had to get a feel for how they were going to play it, and uh, and and really how good the quarterback was. We hadn't seen him on film much, and. And we knew we could get to him. We know he hadn't played much. Uh, it's hard when you're getting hit, you know, to, to be accurate. And uh, and they hit him, and they hit him, and they hit him, and they came off the ball. And uh, so we did a good job mixing up zone. And man, we played some zone pressures, which is not something we do much. But it made it a little bit less less pressure on our, our safeties and, and some of the new guys that were in there. And uh, so we did make some adjustments. Luckily, we had a lot of time to practice it. So we had our zone pressures, our man pressures, and all our zones ready and oiled up. And uh, so being able to pick from a large menu, uh, you know, Coach Espo, and I thought the defense did a great job of figuring out what those things were, and, and I thought we got off the quarterback really well. We lost uh, Myrtle, Jake Myrtle, our boundary safety, and A.J. Thomas this morning uh, tested positive, you know, and they weren't feeling good, so we tested them. And, and so they, uh, Myrtle, we knew about before we, you know, got here. And AJ, we found out when we got here, you know, he wasn't feeling good. And you take a look at him and we got him away. The Lions did an unbelievable job of putting him away into a room. And parents came and got him. He's luckily from around here, you know, but that was his last, both those guys was the last college game. So uh, I texted him, you know, from the locker room before the game about how proud I was about everything they'd done for this program. And not exactly how you wanted your career to end, but uh, we're proud of him. We're going to take care of business for him, you know. And so, uh, and then the other guy was Zaire, and Zaire was kind of back and forth, and he had surgery two weeks ago. Um, ended up playing a little bit. He was our emergency. You know, we didn't really want to play him unless we had to, and he was there. He was ready. Um, had to go in, made a tackle with one arm, you know, when, when Ryan Seelig went down. But it was, uh, you know, everyone just kind of huddled together and, and leaned on each other. Coach, if you could just kind of take peel the curtain back a little bit for us. You know, a lot of coaches are dealing with players and teams in COVID, and how nervous were you in that five-day stretch for now, you know, you get the bowl game, you get the victory, and 
and mostly everybody could play, but yeah. just those, those last few days, I'm sure were nervous. Super, right? I mean, every time you turn, pick up your phone, someone else is gone or another game is gone. And uh, I really believe, you know, you know those, those early bowl games, everyone stayed together. They stayed in their bubble, you know, and, and we had to send them home. We had to give them some time with their families, and, and we came back and we had some guys sick. We had more flu than anything when they came back, you know, because it's great. You can test them for both now. And, uh, and so we, we, I mean, our training staff did an unbelievable job of if you came and even looked funny, you were out of the building. You never even entered the building. And so we were able to really dodge any bullet of it spreading, you know, and we've done that for a year, oh, two years now. I mean, our training staff is just, they always seem ahead of the curve and, and, uh, and never, never let one turn into two because that's what you hear about, like the one that took out that whole running back room or took out the whole O-line room. And, and our guys did a great job wearing masks, you know, we're diligent. I mean, we're not perfect, but I'm all over them. They're sick of hearing me, you know. And, and I do think some of those cancellations helped. Woke them up a little bit, you know, like this, could, this can be canceled quick, you know. And I knew they had... They had some guys not playing. They had some portal situations. So I was wondering, I was worried about the other side. Would they have enough? Because if they got an outbreak, I didn't know how many players they had left. You know, so uh, you know, kudos to both sides and their training staffs and their players for being diligent and getting getting to this this game and and both being able to field the team and and have a great game. So it's it's not easy. It's a whole other world. You know that that no one thinks about. And and, uh, and luckily we have training staffs that that do this for a living and care about it. You know, and and um, so we've done. We've done both sides did a great job of getting to today. Thanks. Coach, are certain obviously expectations for any coach? Uh, the conference championship, rivalry games, bowl game, just checked off a big one today. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it's it's great. It's a win. You know, I, I'm I'm just excited that the guys are champions, you know? I mean we've we've uh, we have a lot to get better at and and it's so it's it's frustrating when you know, we tell our guys, I don't shy away from anything. I'm bluntly honest. It's my best and worst quality. And, um, you know, we on championship Saturday, four teams played, but we played, you know, and we were 3-1 and one against those teams, you know, and, and so we didn't get to play on that day. So uh, for our guys to get a taste of this and to handle it the way they did and to grow and understand that season wasn't over and we didn't, we didn't accomplish our ultimate goal, but there was a goal to be accomplished. It hasn't been done around here, but one other time in the history of our, our school, uh, for them to take this seriously and, and get the job done is huge for us. And it's huge for our future and what we can do from here. And uh, so I'm proud of those guys in that locker room. That's not an easy thing to do to, to be off. I don't know. I didn't even count 26, 26 days or whatever many days we were off. And to come out and play a clean game like that it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty darn clean. Uh, I'm proud of them. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, Northern was was pretty clean. Our last two games have been about as clean as we could we've been. Uh, obviously, Pitt we were super clean on offense and defense we weren't as clean. You know, uh, Pickett had something to do with that. He's pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just the consistency of 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 the the taking care of the ball and taking care of the line of scrimmage and and throwing a, an, an offense off rhythm it's really hard to do you do it different ways it's, you know we did drop eight there was no dropping eight today it was about getting after a quarterback that hadn't played a ton but um but it's one of the one of the top three most complete games we played so uh, we have to we're tying them together and that's that's what we need to do oh, i was just gonna say i uh, texted in the third quarter when it was 38 10 to ask him if i could get in you text me in here. Oh, i didn't have my phone on sorry dude <laughs> In this building a couple months ago, uh, back media day, uh, 
Um, you and a bunch of players are excited about the opportunity to hopefully play for a MAC championship here. Touched on a little bit here. Sean up on the podium gets the MVP trophy and said, we'll be back playing at Fort Hill next year in the MAC championship game. After the way this season ended and after this game today, to hear your players say we're coming back, how does that mean? Great. I mean, that's the goal. We've been talking about it for a long time. You know, four has been the goal, and we've won three in the history. In 116 years, we won three, and uh, we're and we're here to win four. That's the ultimate goal, and and we've been chanting that at the end of every team meeting since the beginning of August, and it didn't change because we're still getting closer to it. You know, what what happens at the end of this year? The objects in the mirror are closer than they appear matters towards getting to four. You know, and we just broke down on four again in there. So. Um, and I made them very well aware that um, although this could be the second, it was the second win in the history of our school as far as bowl games go, uh, this is also the venue that, that our ultimate goal will be played at. You know, So um, it was fun to watch them come out and play in this place. Beautiful. I mean, it's just such a beautiful arena to play in. So, uh, you know, so hopefully we have a chance to play here multiple times. You know, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, that, that kid has come in and, and quickly. Transfer players don't always become leaders in your program. Some do. He's one. You know, comes in, shows up, works hard every day. Uh, we have a weird three-man rotation because we have three really good backs, you know. And so, sure, he, he didn't get as many care. You would never know. <clears throat> shows up, works hard. Uh, I'm hoping he becomes a coach. I'm trying to talk him into it. Uh, to be honest with you, he's not sure what he thought about it, and, and I will hire him. You know, he's just – that's the type of guy he is, you know. So it's a big game for him, and to watch him run go over 100 yards, uh, you know, protect the ball, see the the vision is just – he's got great vision, you know. And so uh, so it was – I was proud of him. And he got in the end zone a couple times, and what a great day for him, you know, and um, just humble and uh, hardworking and a great student and, uh, you know, just a great representative of our, of our program. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.